0: All right, guys. Episode two of Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network here on Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcast. I will be speaking slower this week. My name is Mike Giuseppe, same as last week. Your name is? Uh, Still Jesse, the producer Gibson. Good to see you, Mike. A lot of complaints about the speed of my voice, so I guess we'll slow it down some for them who likes to listen better. Our brains
1: don't work too good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Maybe they're smart and I just talk too fast. It could be a me problem. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to talk today a little NBA action for sure. We're going to talk some pump and dump, uh, what's happening with the card market specifically, uh, kind of the situation that came up here on the show last week. As always, we've got buy, sell. We've got some little man takes by me, the takes of the week. We're also going to talk some 101, break down a couple things, a lot of the emails this week. Where, hey, guys, we want specific details. What do I do with my collection? What do I do here and there with things? What is grading? Just really break that down for you. And we'll talk a couple other card-related topics as well. Notice how slow that introduction was. I feel panicked, by the way. Are you freaking out right now? There's I'm so sweating. Much I'm always sweating, though, so that's <laughs> fine. All right, let's start this thing off, man. Big picture. What do you got on the back this
1: week? All right, all right. Big picture. NBA, 2019 draft class versus the 2020 draft class. Thoughts. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we've gotten this quite a bit, actually. People said, you
0: know, twenty nineteen has just skyrocketed. Is there still value there? Is it too expensive? You think about it, you guys like Ja Morant, Zion, RJ Barrett's having a year and winning games. Kobe White showed he can score. Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter for the Hawks. You got a uh, Rui Hakamura for the Wizards. It's just a loaded, loaded draft class. And then all of a sudden comes twenty twenty. We got Lamelo Ball, who I think ninety nine point nine five two. Exact number there. That's our polling, showed that data, I think. People love LaMelo. I think almost everybody agrees LaMelo traditionally is never going to be a number one draft pick. That was more indicative, or a top three draft pick. Anthony Edwards went one. I think most people were pretty uh, convinced that none of those guys would be top three in a regular year. This was kind of an outlier, a bit of a weaker class. So if you go on NBA.com right now, ESPN.com, the top five statistical rookies. James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, Cole Anthony, and Anthony Edwards. Those are your top five. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not excited about any of them. Now, when Prism, Mosaic, Optic, some of the big brands come around, obviously, yeah, get in on their stuff. Their rookie cards will still sell pretty well. I'm also convinced LaMelo not only is going to be the best player in this class, his social media presence is absolutely stupid. Jesse over there, I know it looks like he does nothing all day. (laughs) Sometimes he does. He does our TikTok clips and videos. Uh, with the help of the production team. And I'll say this, dude. There's a reason that video with LaMelo Ball has, I mean, we got thousands of views in a day, thousands of likes, way more than normal on our TikTok, which is just sports cards nonsense. Plug. Shameless shameless plug number one right there. (laughs) LaMelo's presence is so strong in the social media game. I don't think his value is ever going to really tank. And he's been decent on the court. I mean, I think he's already... Not a lot because there's a lot of ball left to play, but LaMelo is going to be rookie of the year, in my opinion. That team's playing okay. You you look at Wiseman, though. He's never going to be more than a third or fourth option, and I don't think he's going to be a big league scorer. I like that you're nodding your head like you have any idea what that
1: means. Wiseman. He's a wise man. Got it. Tyrese
0: Halliburton, I, I like. I think Tyrese Halliburton's a good player, and that's a good fit for him in Sacramento. I just don't think, again, the Kings have no relevance because they don't win enough. Anthony Edwards, same thing in Minnesota. I mean, guys thought it would work with Carl Anthony Towns. Towns has never won anything in his life, so I just don't, I don't know how good that tandem's gonna be if they can stay healthy. Same with Cole Anthony. Just not convinced. So as much as I don't like the fact that the 2019 class is so expensive, if you look right now, I still think there's some decent buys to be had. RJ Barrett, PSA 10, even just raw stuff. Uh, This was another thing people said. You know, you're always talking PSA 10 or BGS 9.5, so graded cards. You know, what do we do if we just want to buy stuff a little cheaper? Then just buy the raw rookie. And and I'll say this, the most important thing to always remember, just do your research. I don't care what you're buying, find out what comps are on a card. And again, one of the biggest questions, where do I find values and things like that? Go to eBay, check completed listings. If you want to get a little bit more involved in this thing, get on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Uh, Make sure you follow us on all those things too. But there are literally hundreds of forums. Blowout Cards has a forum. There are plenty of places to find value, engage interest of things. So just get involved a little bit more and do your research. Because for example, R.J. Barrett, I just think is a good buy across the board. I like R.J. and his value. He's selling for about a third of Zion and Ja. That's just a good buy. I don't care what card you're buying of his. If you can get it in the comp range or less, it's a good buy because that team's playing well. You know, they're doing good. Darius Garland's another guy. You know, he came out of nowhere out of the 2019 class and had some injuries last year, missed some time. I love Darius Garland. The, the Cavs aren't gonna win anything this year, but they could, they could make the playoffs, they could sneak in. So yeah, you're gonna pay more for 2019 guys. You're gonna pay more for some of those second-tier dudes than you are for some of the top picks in this class. I still like 2019. Until I see something different, I just don't see any of these guys, aside from Wiseman, because obviously the Golden State Warriors are gonna make the playoffs. None of those other teams are going to make deep runs, in my opinion. I don't love it. So, yes, it's overpriced, but stick with 2019 stuff. Uh, Again, comps, whatever card you want to buy, I'm good with. Just do your homework, check your comps, and you can find some stuff to buy. I I do think there will be value down the road a little bit with 2020. It's just going to be on a smaller scale. So, Prism is such a hyped-up brand, for example. When Prism stuff comes out, guys are going to go crazy for the top five guys we just mentioned. Just hold off. Because I guarantee those prices will fall afterwards. Because I think Prism is more just about the brand than it is about the player. I don't think there's any reason to start paying week of release top dollar for these singles. I just let the market cool. Unlike last year, if you didn't buy in early, you missed the boat because stuff is crazy now. I don't think you're going to see the same buzz with the 2020 class. So if you want to buy the stuff, no problem. Wait till it's pro uniform. Wait for the you know premium brands: Prism, Mosaic, uh, Optic, all those different brands that are really premium brands. And then just give it a little bit of time after release. I think that is your best way to go with that. So
1: there wanna, is... I'm going to jump you, in real quick. You, you want to jump those, in real quick? Please. Just for all those guys listening and we're confused as to terms, uh, where to go for pricing, things like that, we are going to have a segment in a few minutes. Don't and every worry. week. we're And every week going forward to help myself and you to understand better exactly what we're talking about. You're beyond help. Yeah, every week
0: there's going to be a 101 section, literally breaking things down from step one all the way through the process. So we have a couple things on the docket. We'll get to that later in the show. That's your big picture. There's your fantastic start to the second show ever here on The Ringer. (sighs) Episode two, better than episode one. You notice how slow I was talking. It's painful, dude. I'm sitting here. Were you? Painful. Well, everything's slow for you. That's not (laughs) my fault. I'm doing my best. All right, next topic on the docket you know, we've had some complaints, not even complaints, guys just, hey, you're on a huge platform now. You know, if you're going to suggest cards, you got to be careful of the pump and dump effect. Gary V, we've seen this with, and he's going to be on the show in February, February 8th. He's coming on with us. It started a few months ago. He would hold up a card, a player. He'd tweet about something specific, and all of a sudden, prices would jump. The reason I had no issue with that is he was going out and buying those players and that week telling you, hey, this is going to be a player to invest in. I just invested in, go do the same. That's what we did last week with Tim Duncan. You know, that clip got released throughout the week on social and after 2 days it was completely irrelevant. Our buy of the week last week was Tim Duncan 1997 Tops finest rookie graded a PSA 10 for 200 bucks. I bought two uh, for 200 and 210. They are literally 5 to 600 dollars now. Now that is not that all That was the not result. 2
1: days. That was within like 12 hours. That was
0: within hours. So that is not just a result of this show. And trust me, I don't think it's anything special about me and Jesse. The Ringer has a massive platform. People are obviously listening, which is fantastic. So just so we are always upfront and transparent about this stuff, I will tell you right now, when we're giving you buys on the show, like last week the Duncan was our buy of the week, I went out and bought two for that price. And if you acted quick, which we got a bunch of screenshots and emails, people did it as well. Yes, they jumped afterwards. I'm also not selling those things, so I'm never going to come on here and say, buy this card while I'm trying to dump it off on eBay or one of these forums, or the opposite. You know, you should be selling cheap. Get out of the market. Meanwhile, me and the other goon on the screen are buying it up. <laughs> that's not how we operate. We have no interest in that type of stuff. It's not a pump and dump game. We're trying to just tell you where we find value, which is backed up by our own money. So, for example, and then people said, well, if that's the case, you know, we got, again, just the question was, well, what are you holding? Where are you heavily invested? Without question, Tom Brady is my absolute heavy, heaviest monetary valued investment of anything. More than any of the houses, even at this point. It's stupid. I'm not selling Tom Brady cards. I told people last week sell it if you needed money, buy it if you can get a good price. I still buy Brady cards if it's a good value. Those sit in my safety deposit box, they're never leaving. Along with my Bird, Bill Russell, Celtics PC stuff, that just doesn't leave the house. I, I have no interest in selling that until things get crazy. But the two guys that I have bought specifically with the intent, and if you go back and watch our old YouTube shows, specifically with the intent of selling, Kevin Durant, Rookies, and John Morant. I have more invested in those two piles of both than anything else combined, and it's not even close, And stuff that I'm actually planning on selling, not PC-related stuff. PC just means personal collection, by the way. Thank you. So- You know, Devin Booker's another guy. I bought some Devin Booker Prism stuff a while back. You haven't heard heard me talk a whole lot about it because I'm not trying to sell it. The market hasn't really moved. We're not trying to sit here and make some false market about things. You know, KD and and John Morant, I've said every time, and I'm going to keep saying it, I think are both underpriced. Quite frankly, Morant stuff has come down. We're going to talk about that later anyways. Kevin Durant is still, you could argue, the second best player in basketball. I just think if you can get his rookie stuff and it's still not comparable to Steph Curry and LeBron James, I think it's a great buy. I am huge. I have 84 of his 2007 tops. It's the white border. It's not the base tops rookie, which guys freaked out about that too when we were posting pictures. I don't care that it's not the base. People are now coming into the hobby that just like a player and a card and want value. So these traditional rules of, hey, it has to be the the actual base card, the one people are chasing. People now are coming in with this with a mind of investment. So these old unwritten rules of like, well, that's not the true rookie or that's a second. A lot of that stuff, quite frankly, has gone out the window. I I know that archaic thinking is awesome and it got people places in the hobby before. There's new people coming in and they don't care about those those rules. So I am huge on KD. I got a great deal on those things at like three eighty a piece. I love it because I think KD long term is going to be great. But yeah, when it comes to that, and and like I said, our email, sportscardsnonsense at gmail.com. You got questions, you want to know what we're holding, fine. You also notice on social, I've been slow releasing pictures of my PC and of my investments and stuff, and I'm going to keep doing that. So people can say, hey, he's talking this stuff up and he has it. When I start saying it's time to sell, you're going to see me listing like a maniac everywhere. So again, the pump and dump theory, call it what you want. Maybe the show has an effect on the market. It seems like it has. I can't control that. It doesn't mean we're going to stop talking about profit, but we're always going to be upfront and transparent about it. So there you go. That's enough time wasted on that one. Oh. Next up, a red segment, which means
1: you get to speak. God, I hate this oh, segment. Oh, it's your favorite. Look at You've, you. Yep, there's, the, there's the that thing. face. I got a lot of uh, feedback for, um, I, I think they said moron or un- edu- uneducated maybe. Uh, about you? I don't know how to pronounce all these names.
0: Here's the tough thing with Jesse. Jesse is a very intelligent Series 6, Series 7, techie, nerd-type, intelligent fellow. all that's oh, true. That's but in this true. domain, he is what we would call a burro.
1: You're like doing to, great. I would like Hit to, to clarify, I, I, I collected sports cards growing up, okay? Big
0: time. I'm, I'm like a lot You're of people. You're a player. People. All right, here we go. Buy, sell. Let's do Buy, this. Buy, sell. Cats. I'm excited. K-A-T. Carl Anthony. You said it right. Carl Anthony Towns, Center for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I am a sell on Carl anthony Towns. I am sick of people telling me he's going to change the world and Minnesota's finally going to win something. The guy doesn't stay healthy. And even when he was healthy in years past, he's not won. I'm not impressed by Anthony Towns. I think he's crazy talented. I'm not buying his stuff right now. I don't think there's any reason to.
1: Donovan Mitchell. Love Mitchell.
0: Actually, I just talked about stuff we're buying. I've been buying up Donovan Mitchell PSA 10 2017 Optic Base Rookie Cards. 2017 Panini Optic base rookie graded a PSA 10. They're doing like 150 to 160 bucks. Utah can play. Mitchell averaged about 3000 points a quarter in the playoffs last year. They have the second best or the first best record in the West. I like Mitchell. I think he's cheap. I think he's a good buy. Joker? It's a Batman character. This I, is for I was, you. I was going to say, are we talking DC universe? <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> uh again, center strat stretch forward for the uh Denver Nuggets. I like Joker. I think that team is finally starting to click. You know, they were hanging below the eight seed for a while to start the season. They're too, they're way too talented. Joker, Jamal Murray, MPJ coming back. The Nuggets are going to make a deep playoff run just like last time. I think right now is probably, I have not done this too. again, disclaimer, transparent, all that nonsense. I haven't bought Joker cards because I think they're too expensive. I just rather tie my money up with PC stuff and with Ja. However, if you like Denver, I think Joker's a very good buy right now. Absolutely. Cause they're going to, I just think they're going to keep winning. Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres, hard hitting second baseman pros- He's not even a prospect second, third year player for the Yankees. If you look at his stuff way, way down, I think Glaber's a great buy. I don't know if there's a reason to buy him right now. Although I was late getting in the baseball market, everything spiked before I thought it would. So I'm a buy on Glaber Torres rookie stuff. You want to look for 2018 stuff, mostly with Glaber Torres He plays for the Yanks, and he can hit home runs. That's a recipe for a monster spike. I'm a buy on Glaber.
1: Stafford. We talked about him before.
0: Yeah, we talked about him last week, right? There was potential he was going to leave. He wanted out. There was a trade that actually we're going to talk about later. I'm a buy on Stafford. We were a buy on Stafford last week. We only bring it up again this week because uh, he, he was traded to the L.A. Rams. I'm a buy on Matt Stafford.
1: MJ Rookies, the one thing I've ever invested in. You know MJ.
0: Here we go. Uh, MJ Rookies. So there were some sales. What were the sales? Two nights ago? This is Monday Uh, afternoon. Over
1: 700K a couple nights ago for PSA
0: 10s. I think that was, uh, I want to say it was golden auctions. I'm not positive. With the buyer premium, they both went over $700,000. It's hit and miss, man. Gary Vee's been talking about Michael Jordan stuff. I sold my Michael Jordan PSA 5 rookie. I'm actually, I have to ship it out today, Monday afternoon. I sold that for 7,500 bucks. I bought it nine days ago for five grand. I'll be honest with you, I don't know if they're gonna keep going up. I'm, I'm, I'm always just gonna be a hold and a buy on MJ though. I'm never gonna sit here and tell people to sell, but there are times when 50% return on 5,000 bucks in less than two weeks, I'm just taking the money. Like I have no. Now, we also are in the midst of making a deal for a PSA 9, which is gonna be in the 50 000 to 60,000 range. That's a card that may go in the safe. I I just don't know yeah. when that market's coming down. And at ten percent of a ten, it just seems to be that seems to be a crazy good value to me right now. So this isn't a real easy buy sell. I mean, if you need cash, or if you're just super low into it, I would say sell MJ. That's why I sold mine, and then just put the money to use too. That's the other thing. People look back and worry I sold too cheap. As long as you're still using the money to invest to make money, that's just going to keep. It's like compounded interest. So I'm always a buy on MJ for a decent price, although we're seeing pricing right now that's nuts. So I would almost hold if you, if you could and just see what happens. AP? Nailed it. Adrian Peterson, this was actually a mailbag thing. Guys were asking about AP. He's going to be a Hall of Fame running back. Yeah, right there. Running back. Yeah, he had the whole thing with his kid a few years ago. I'm not buying AP. I'm not, I mean, if you have his stuff, you can sell it. It's not like his markets moved much in the last few years, but I'm certainly not buying AP stuff. There's just no reason to.
1: Joel oh God. Yep, Joel. M- Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid center oh, for on. the Philadelphia
0: 76ers. Uh, you know, as of right now, they had a mock post up on ESPN recently. He is the MVP of the season right now or one two in most people's poll. I would sell Joel Embiid. He doesn't stay healthy. Philly's not coming out of the East, I don't think. So I would sell him over the course of the next month. His health is really what scares me. But I, I don't mind selling Embiid right now because people are so high on him. And I've just never been. I think he's a choke artist in the fourth. You know, he'd never. that team has never gotten it done, him or Simmons, in big games in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all set. I don't think he wins MVP because I don't think he's going to sustain this path or this pace for the rest of the season. So if you can get a premium on him, and again, just look at comps. I'm not going to sit here and comp out cards for you. What card do you have? What was it selling for a month ago? What's it selling for now? Some of his stuff is a significant jump because of how well he's played. I don't see any reason with selling this stuff. Again, now over the next quarter, either now or over the course of the next few weeks, I'd sell it and get a premium for it. All
1: right. There you go. Buy, sell. You killed it with the names. I'm proud of you. I feel really good about myself. Thank you. I feel great. What's next? Mikey's take of the week. And if I'm not
0: wrong, you're Mikey. I think if I'm not wrong, you did that same intro last week. I like it. I hated (laughs) this name originally. I'm starting to really like it. Couple quick takes of the week on some relevant sporting news: Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford, quarterbacks in the NFL, switch teams. Stafford from the Lions going over to the LA Rams, and Jared Goff vice versa. Uh, people are really complaining about the whole the haul that they got from Matt Stafford. I'll say this: people think they traded too much. There's a reason I'm a buy on Stafford now in the buy sell segment, and let me temper that as well. I'm not buying anything football right now until. Three or four weeks out. Let the off-season really sink in. Even two months from now, you're going to just see prices stay stagnant or even drop a little bit because it's the offseason. Once that happens, though, I would go after Stafford rookie stuff. His rookie year was 2009. You look at what the, you look like you want to speak. It doesn't look like it's going to be there. intelligent, but I, I wanna just want to jump in there. You sure. said,
1: you said mm-hmm. the same thing about baseball, I recall. You said wait until the offseason because it was going to go down and it seemed to do nothing we but go up.
0: Well, it did. It it also in December. In December, it dropped. We were we were originally saying, "Hey, like first week of February, right about now, jump." First week of January, it took off. So we were late there. So yeah, I would rather get in early than miss the boat. No question. So yeah. with Stafford, I just think there's definitely going to be, again, look at what the Rams did. The Rams beat Seattle this year in the playoffs. I'm not trying to be negative, but next year in the NFC, I'm not really sure who's supposed to terrify teams. The Rams were. You know, already won a playoff game and made a bit of a run this year. Stafford is a noticeable upgrade at the quarterback position. They have the second best player of any position in football, Aaron Donald, behind Mahomes. I mean, that team, the offense has weapons at the wide receiver spot, a pretty good offensive line, decent running backs, and a bunch of youth. It's also a great offensive-minded coach there, With Stafford has never had. I love the trade. Did they give up too many first-round picks? Maybe. That team's going to be picking at the back end of the first round. I don't hate it. And again, New Orleans was a top three seed in the, in the NFC. Drew Brees is gone. The rest of those guys can't stay healthy. I don't think they're coming back next year. Green Bay did what Green Bay always does. They come up short. And then even the Bucs represent the NFC this weekend in the, in the Super Bowl. I just don't think Brady's going to be around forever. Like At some point, that team is taking a step back. I think the Rams come into this next year as a top three favorite to come out of the NFC. If you had to give up an extra second and third round pick to get it, I'm actually okay with it. The other thing, though, that's crazy is you got that much for Jared Goff, who has the throwing ability of the clown on the other side of the screen. I believe that would be you.
1: That's me. Thank you, folks.
0: I don't even know what that means for Deshaun Watson. Now they came out this morning, and Monday morning is when we're filming this. Monday morning, across the bottom line, uh, I forget the GM's name there in Houston. He used to be with uh, he used to be with the Pats. Came right out and said we're not we're not interested in trading Deshaun. That sounds great until Deshaun says he's not going to play for you. I think it, today's, in today's game, players win that battle, right? You can hold out all you want as a GM. The players are going to win. I don't know what you're getting for Deshaun Watson. You got that much for Goff? I mean, Watson's stuff is just going to be absolutely insane. So I, I don't know where he's going to go, but they are going to get a ton for him. And you've already seen Watson's stuff. We said to sell it last week because it was high. It's actually gone up over the last uh, five days ago since we filmed the last show. The Sean Watson stuff gets weird. If he goes to a legit contender, that guy has never been on a legit contender. I mean, if he went to San Francisco, there's a couple landing spots. The Bears, it could get really interesting for Deshaun Watson stuff. And then last one of Mikey's takes, that's me. Uh, <laughs> last night's game, so Sunday night, the, the Washington Wizards and the Nets played. Was that a high-scoring game or am I crazy? Crazy high-scoring. It was like 147, 145. I sent you the picture in Facebook Messenger, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it's the only Why thing you- I noticed.
0: Why don't you pull that up while you're looking at that, actually, because there's some stats on there I want. So first off, Russell Westbrook went absolutely insane in the game. I still don't care. I don't think Westbrook is ever going to be a contributing member on a winning team again. Bradley Beal played great. I don't think Beal's going to win in that situation. I actually do like Bradley Beal, though. He is angry every time they lose. I love that. He's not like, oh, well, I put up 35. I got mine. I love that Beal is that upset when they lose games. I I can live with that, dude. The flip side of the coin with the Nets, KD is going to do what KD does. He can play timely defense when he needs to, and he can help you get a stop. And when he wants to score, you're not going to stop him. His wingspan is so crazy long, and he's got such height anyways. He's almost seven feet. He's back pretty much to original form before the Achilles. The other thing that really stood out to me about the game, though, you're not winning anything with the Nets and Kyrie Irving. His, he, first of all, he has never even smelled defense, let alone attempted to play it. My dogs are barking now because they know how bad he is on defense. Right <laughs> to vomit downstairs, probably. <laughs> I just, I'm good with hardening KD and the rest of the bench. I have no use for Kyrie Irving on that team. Absolutely none. Done. There you go. There's my takes. Mikey. A cute
1: graphic for that. You did such a good job with your takes this week. Next subject. Uh, Move along. Keep finally, your compliments. Finally, this is where I get to learn something because all oh, oh, this has been. Just one on one? Sports cards one
0: hundred and one. All right. I thought we were just calling it the one hundred and one. Are we calling they it know the one hundred and one? about sports cards. It's called the one hundred and one. One hundred and one.
1: They could think it's about nonsense. One hundred and one. Read your takes. Let's go. Get your <laughs> the one hundred and one. All right. Big big question mm-hmm. right off the bat. How are anybody supposed to find sell values? Like what? How do I know what to buy at? What do I, what to sell at? Where do I go to look for it? Tell
0: us. So let me ask you this first. What was the percentage of of the emails we got which again, messages and emails this week. We have tried to respond to everybody across all social there had to be I don't know 2000 to 2500 messages at emails least. Yeah, it's crazy. at least. We have really tried to respond to everybody. I guarantee, I would say 50% or more were about this. i We're going to go over some more of
1: this in mailbag too, but yeah. Yeah, when is- it comes to
0: just like hey, I have cards, what do I do? Where do I go? So, right off the bat, figure out what you have. If you have a box of cards and don't want to sit there for you know hours just looking everything up, some easy things to do. find the big name guys in there, like Michael Jordan, anything Michael Jordan you're pulling out anything Tom Brady pull out I mean you know, there's a bunch of different players that obviously if they are superstars there's some value there uh, but as far as where do you find value aside from that, go to eBay. I say this every week. eBay is such
1: a great tool because I'll tell you you can- the problem when you say eBay is that so many people like when you first told me eBay, I thought it was a blow off response. I thought you had no, some secret source. No, people always think that. Yeah. No,
0: I, I mean, so eBay to me is the industry standard. That's what I said last week on Simmons show. And it's the truth. Go to eBay, put in the year of the card. And then, you know, here's another thing to do. If you have a card, look at, look it over. Does it look like it's in mint condition? Well, then I would comp it to maybe a PSA 8. You know. I'm never comping something off of a PSA 10 because you're never going to, I mean, that's not realistic. The naked eye is not spotting a PSA 10, but just go through. Hey, this card looks similar to mine, similar condition, and it's selling for 50 bucks. Okay, there's a bit of a baseline. You know, again, we always talk about other forums. Blowout card form is huge. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, there are card markets everywhere now. Another huge asset I think people overlook now because they think they're going to get taken advantage of, Go to your, go to a local card shop. Um, some of those guys are scumbags. I would just make it very clear from the beginning. I'm not looking to sell. I'm just trying to get an estimate. Anything in here worth keeping. And if you're very direct with people like that, I think the majority of card shop owners are, well, I don't want to say majority, but there's <laughs> a, there's enough good, like decent people who will help you. But I would just make it clear from the outset, I'm not looking to sell. I'm just looking to get some value help. Then when it comes to selling, you know, you've got 56 shoeboxes full of cards and they're all kind of, meh, not, nothing great in there. You've kind of gone through craigslist is huge Uh, again people think i'm blowing them off when i say craigslist how are you going to ship 80 pounds worth of cards legitimately that's going to cost you thousands of craigslist post some decent pictures put some effort into it and see if you can get some interest facebook marketplace too for stuff like that is a great great asset and then if you identify hey i've got eight boxes that are literally just commons weak stuff we're going to just move cheap use those two avenues maybe you pull five cards out of them that are very nice Google search eBay consignment. There are plenty of companies, full time companies with a number of employees that literally have you mail their card, you mail them your card, they post it on eBay, they list it, they collect the money, they pay you out minus a fee. And honestly, consignment these days makes you the same amount as if you listed it yourself. Most consigners are charging 10 to 12%. That's exactly what you would pay, anyways. The only difference is they're putting it on their channel. You're going to put it on yours, and no one's going to, you know, no one knows who you are. Way more eyeballs. So, a lot of different ways to go. And again, if you, you're a little bit deeper in the world and you are on the other social platforms, cool. Take pictures, post a price, and see if you can sell it that way. But it, you know, nowadays, I just think it's one of those things. People want to just be told, hey, go here. You got to do some research. I mean, there's no you know one size fits all for how to value cards and how to sell stuff. But there are avenues out there, no question. And once one of these eBay consignments steps up and pays me a little bit of money, maybe I'll drop a name on here. <laughs> there are some reputable people, though. But they don't get and, free shoutouts. I've been told no more free shoutouts.
1: So. I said that no more shoutouts. Also, for all the guys who have cards that they do want to go ahead and sell, we do have a Facebook group out there. Feel free if you want to post a nice card. Sports, cards, wanna, nonsense sports cards nonsense is the Facebook. group. Sports cards nonsense is the Facebook group. go out there, post up a card, see, ask what someone would buy, buy it for. I mean, yeah, that's another thing. People are always afraid to get other people's opinions.
0: You go in the group. That's a small group. We just started. There's 400 members. Every one of those members, I, I pretty much know all those people personally from being customers. You post a picture of a card and what's this worth, they're going to
1: tell you. Like you'll get some valuable insight there. So just sure. reach out for help. All right. So that was 101 as if I was a seventh grader. I'm going to need you to break this down. Like My parents just gave me some money for a lemonade stand. And I'm five years old. Grading 101. What is grading? What, why do I need to grade a card? So grading is when you take a card, send it to a company. Again,
0: the only ones you'll hear me talk about, PSA and BGS. BGS is Beckett. Google the companies, see how they run. We use an intermediary for everything. We send our stuff to a company. Again, we use Nash Cards. I don't mind giving Chris a shout out because he's good people. NashCards.com. He will walk you through. Grading is when a professional takes a look at the card under a microscope. They look at all the aspects of the card. They grade it from a 1 to a 10. Why is it important? Because a Michael Jordan card that's graded a 5 sells for $7,500. Like, I just sold mine. That card as a 10, sells for $700,000. It is all subjective to a grade. You don't have to get your cards graded. With vintage stuff, it's very difficult to move. Nobody's buying Rod Jordans because there are so many counterfeit. But find out, again, do some research, get in the groups, ask people in the industry, who do you use, where do I go, and then get the card graded. You know, the return time is super slow because this is the hottest thing going in cards right now. So it's very slow. The nice thing about it, though, is yes, the delays are terrible, and you got to put some money into it. So two things. A, is the card going to be worth it? If the card looks, again, use your brain, use your eyes. This card looks mint. I can't see any flaws. What does a PSA 9 of the same card sell for? If the card ungraded sells for 50 bucks and a PSA 9 sells for 50 bucks, then don't waste your $20 getting it graded. But if a PSA 9 all of a sudden brings that card to 100 or $200, just look at the numbers. Run the numbers on your cards. Is it worth it? That's determined case by case, honestly. I mean, it costs, what, like
1: 25 bucks a card to get graded usually? All different service
0: levels. Again, you got to get onto one of these sites. Nash.com, NashCards.com breaks it down super easy. Uh, They tell you, you know, this service level. Not a sponsor,
1: but he should be. Yeah,
0: he should be paying us, I'm telling you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so again, and the nice thing about it is at the end of the day, if you want to sell a card that's graded, there's usually a pretty established market. Like, hey, this Jordan is a PSA 5, sells for this. As opposed to raw condition, there's just a lot more variables. So. A little uh-huh. bit of a grading breakdown.
1: Hey, all right. mailbag next is that what we're doing? Yeah, we're going to have, just as a heads up, we're going to have a lot more 101. Um, yep, different we, subjects. Yeah, Break we got to find up. out more lingo, but for now, that was great. Mailbag questions. All right. We I have, have not Matt. heard these.
0: This is the caveat, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I told you I do not want to know what these questions are. Hit them quick. I'm I, running I, out of time.
1: I, I'm throwing you a softball, unfortunately. Okay, this is number one question by far of all of the resources. This is an email from Matt from San Diego. Um, He says he grew up collecting, has a collection, you know, put this anywhere. He has a box in the cupboard. He has, you know, a folder in his desk. What can he do with these cards? Do you keep cards in a folder?
0: How does that even work? Why is there a box of cards in a a cupboard? Isn't there like baking soda in the cupboard? So what does he do with the cards? Honestly, a lot of what we talked about earlier, you have to find a way to determine some kind of a value. What is in there? Easy way to do it, go through the cards and pull out the big name people. On the back of the card, you'll see stats. Again, this sounds crazy simple for people in the business, but if you're not, it can be a a tough situation. So if I look on the back of a card, Tom Brady, the last statistical line on the back of the card is his stats from 2007. That means the card is a 2008. It's how it works with sports. It's obviously the year later. That's why we know the previous year's stat line. Take them. Do some research again. That, that people, I, I know people want like a crazy easy answer. What do I do? Do some research. That's how you make money in any field. It's pretty rare you just stumble across money. Although some people named Steve stumble across money, and I don't, you know, that's fine. That works. <laughs> but honestly, th- just do some research. Figure out what you have. Find a trusted
1: source and ask for help. All right. Twitter. Uh, What's this guy? MP Dan- underscore Daniel says. With the Panini NBA Hoops 2020 uh, and 2021 set coming out later this week, any tips for navigating a retail release? What stores are the best place to look for them? What times? Can you even get these in stores?
0: Yeah, Target and Walmart will have them. Again, retail has become so hot, you're going to have people just lined up to get them. Honestly, nowadays, most local card shops carry them as well. You can also find them on the huge uh, resale and wholesaler websites. I like retail. It's just a way cheaper option you're going to struggle to find it for the sticker price. I mean, if you want to wait out at Target and Walmart, do it, have at it, and and you can find it there. It's just a struggle. But retail is a
1: great option and way cheaper than hobby. Okay. Uh, Instagram user at Cat Bliss, Blythe, whatever. Oh, yeah, Cat Bliss, sure. You know Cat.
0: No. Yeah, Cat, uh, CB.
1: <laughs> says, I haven't collected cards since 2007. What's the top brand box of NBA cards to get that isn't too expensive for someone dipping their toe back in? Oh, is there brother. anything that's not too expensive?
0: I mean, so Hoops is actually a good example. Hoops is the first professional uniform rookie cards of this class. So Hoops comes out on Wednesday, February 3rd. I'm always thrown off because this comes out a day after we record it. <laughs> Wednesday's the 3rd. Yeah, Hoops comes out, again, retail or hobby version. You can get relatively cheap. NBA is insane for wax. Hoops is a decent product. They're in pro uniforms, which makes a difference. So that's not a bad option. Don Russ comes out a couple weeks after that again it's expensive relative to prism and national treasures decent buys yeah i mean you know it's it's a it's a fairly and like the a question a few minutes ago you can find retail if you can find retail you can get it way cheaper and i would take a stab at that
1: okay all right um let's do we're running a little short on time let's do one more co- uh, question this one you might have to go in a little depth though it's an email from a guy named nick morgan he says obviously psa has a lion's share of the market, with Beckett as a solid second. Where do you see a third spot landing? Of, and this is all about grading cards among yep. CSG, SGC, GMA, or any of the other up-and-comers in the market. Uh, and he references, especially with the case of the extended lead times, you're looking at four to six months in some case for grading. Sure. Is, should he look for value at one of the other graders or stick with the top two?
0: Yeah, I, I still, despite the wait time and the delays, I would try to upgrade the service a little bit if the card is worth it. For an extra 9 to $10, you can usually cut some months off of that re- return time. Again, you talk about premium, though. PSA is going to outsell SGC for modern cards by two to three to four. I mean, I don't even know the multiplier. Way more. There's also that company, we need to talk about this maybe next show, the one in Tennessee we've talked about. I forget oh, yeah. completely. They're backed by the comic company, too. Um, those slabs look great. I don't know what the market is for them. So uh, again, you're going to pay them. They look awesome. And they actually tint the label to the card, to the uniform and the card, which is, which is awesome. What's the resale though? I don't need the card to look cute. I need to make sure I'm making money on it. SGC is, was okay. You know, SGC's big claim was, oh, our return times are great. Then they started advertising everywhere and everybody started using them. And after about a week, the return times went out the window because they're experiencing exactly what BGS or Beckett and PSA are experiencing. So my general thought is you're going to wait no matter what I'm waiting on PSA. If I'm going to have to wait, no matter where I go, I want the premium price when it comes back.
1: Now, you mentioned this the other day with PSA, at least you said that if the card is worth something like over a thousand dollars, they come back to you and they say, Hey, we're going to charge you some additional funds before we'll send this back. Is it only PSA or everybody?
0: I believe PSA is the only one that upcharges based on value of a card. With Beckett, it's just you send it in, you select the service, and that's what you pay. PSA is also a lot cheaper to get in the door on small stuff, though. So if you have s- cheaper cards, hey, a PSA 10, if it grades that, might sell for 100 bucks. You can probably select a service that's under $20. BGS is more expensive in the door, but it's a set price.
1: Okay. Yep. Mailbag. Right.
0: There we go, folks. My favorite section. Say it. Say it right. <laughs> Straight cash. homie. That was horrible. Is that how you? Is that right? I still don't like this name, but that's okay. Straight cash <laughs> we <keeping> <laughs> All right. We are now. We got three. Price levels this week. We mixed it up a little bit. We went 200 last week. This week, 50, 550, and one thousand. thou. Or as I like to call it, a small stack of high society. That's actually <laughs> no not right. I'm pretty sure high society that. when Damon said that was 10 grand. But No one understands. Talk. So a widow stack of high society. <laughs> For 50 bucks, 1989, Barry Sanders tops traded PSA 9. I like that card. It's it's running about $50 as of today, ten, after, 10 hours after the show releases. I don't want to hear that it went up. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I have no idea. I think it's a great buy because you've seen his PSA 10s spike so much. 1989, Barry Sanders traded, tops traded PSA 9 for about 50. Now the purists will tell you no, if you're getting a Barry Sanders card, you need the score card. It's his true rookie, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> again, most people who are going to buy that card now do not care that collectors back in the day love the score card. The population on score graded cards is lower. It's a more appealing card to me for the eye. It sells for way more than this. So if you're looking to come in and spend $50, bucks, I like the 89 Barry Sanders traded. If you're looking to spend $550, I talked about this dude at the beginning of the show, and I'm going to tell you again disclaimer. You should have a shirt. This is always my motion. Just rip it open. You do this. People want to see that chest. Disclaimer, Ja Morant. I own more Ja Morant cards than anybody else with any other name. Prism PSA 10. So 2019 Panini Prism PSA 10 base rookie card graded a PSA 10 have dropped to 550 and some of those have dropped below. He was out for a bunch. He was injured. So he missed weeks of play. Then they came back. The whole team was in the COVID protocol. So they missed a number of games again they're finally back. They're playing. They're on a hot streak right now. They, if the season ended now, they're in the playoffs, and I think they're actually going to end the season in the playoffs. That card had got, had got as high as 750 to 800 before his injury. I love Ja Morant stuff. Now, if you say, well, 550 is too much, find another Ja Morant and look what this card sold for previously. I love Morant, though. I think he's an absolute star in this league and already has shown to be. But I love the prism for $550. I think there's a great chance of return. I also think those are both cards you could flip quick. If the Barry Sanders goes from fifty to eighty bucks or hundred bucks, sell it off and make your money. When Ja jumps up to seven fifty to eight hundred, I am out. I am listing these things like a maniac. These little fingers will be dancing on keyboards to list those <laughs> cards. More expensive for a thousand bucks, and this is a longer term hold to me. Jesse bought one last night for a thousand twenty five. I think that's fine. The, and some of them even went to ten fifty last night, Sunday night, nineteen ninety six tops paper. Kobe Bryant rookie as a PSA nine, again Kobe is going to be a huge thing at the Hall of Fame induction this
1: year. Kobe's the Hall of Fame, yeah. Kobe stuff is already jumped.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think there's going to be a Kobe documentary coming up. The PSA nine again for you guys who have a little bit more money. It's a thousand bucks. We've never seen the card consistently this high. I think it's and it's a bit of a longer term hold. There'll be a spike at the Hall of Fame. You may sell it then if it jumps up three or four hundred bucks, no problem. And if you want a card to hold long term, you're not going to go wrong with Kobe. So I really like that uh, and the long term hold. And now I get to introduce a topic. Two minutes or less. I'm running out of time. You can hear my dogs going nuts. Give me a quick thought on Top Shot, please. People were
1: begging for Top Shot. <laughs> no one likes Top Shot. Okay, I people love so it. Top Shot. I was a fan last week. I'm less of a fan this week. Does that mean um, you made less money this <laughs> I it means every it means everything I bought has gone down. Um, that was nice. So what's the name of that guy buying... you bought
0: though? What's the name of the guy you bought? <laughs>
1: The Giannis? Giannis? Wait,
0: Giannis. I'm not going to talk again for two minutes. People got mad that I interrupted because they actually wanted <laughs> to hear you master. speak. So you right. take over. That's bad words.
1: Go. I, be quiet. Uh, Giannis, I bought $19 uh, for a play he did back on January 13th of this year. Um, I can sell it for $32. That's the one that's gone up. That's actually double my money uh, sure. in a few days. Not too bad the Eric Bledsoe moment. It's a moment from November 6, 2019. Um, I bought this card for $29. As of right now, I can sell it for $27. So oh, not a bad uh, loss. I know it's not, it's not bad. And here's the thing. These things can change. Um, Last one. I ended up buying an Andrew Wiggins card after the show last week. Uh, it was for 40 bucks. Um, This one is from the series one. So they so basically what Top Shot's going to do is they're going to put cards out in series kind of following seasons. So series one is from their original uh, debut of all of the moments. I figured this one might be worth more than seasons two, three, four. It was 40 bucks. It's now at 35 bucks. So from what I'm hearing is season one will probably be one of the most valuable uh, seasons because it was their their debut. It's already going down in value. Uh, but it's only been a week. Who knows? This thing could shoot up in the next couple of weeks. The one thing we didn't talk about that I don't care for is that some of these cards are not limited edition, just meaning they will put these out concurrently as there's demand. So mm. if you buy a moment and there were 10,000 moments today, they might decide, hey, we're going to sell another 15,000 of these moments in a month or two from now so if as they're this popular. Thing,
0: as this thing grows in users, some of these pieces, if they're not limited edition, they're just going to flood. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So here's my take. If you're buying Top Shot, that's a big if. If you're buying Top Shot, I, personally, I'm sticking to limited edition and earlier series, the better. I mean, there's only series one and series two right now anyway, but I'm trying to find series one on the marketplace that's a limited edition buy. Cool.
0: All right, let me just end with this real quick. I'm gonna try to do this every try to do it once a week uh, when I have a busy week. Weekly pickups by me this week. I stuck to mostly basketball. Kobe Bryant Bowman's best PSA nine rookie. Picked up a Kevin Garnett Flair PSA ten rookie. Uh, Like we mentioned earlier, Donovan Mitchell Optic PSA ten rookies. One of the cooler cards, although it's probably the cheapest on this list. Dwayne Wade. It's a 2002 Finest PSA nine. I take it back. The coolest card on this thing. It's I think it's from 1998 tops. It's an insert set, double sided card. MJ on the front, Kobe on the back. It's like oh, an East. Oh, you did by that. I did. Oh, it's cool. like East versus West, uh, like the uh, All-Star game. It's graded at a PSA 10. Super nice card. So, again, just in the, you know, need to be transparent. Uh, also bought some Barry Sanders tops traded PSA 10s for 200 bucks, which we tweeted about. Seems like those have danced up quite a bit. So, there you go. There's some sports cards and some nonsense for you folks this week. Again, every Tuesday and Friday, the show will drop here on the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcast, Make sure you check out the Ringer YouTube channel as well. All of our social handles, we, we try to tweet and chirp and dance and all the other crap during the week. <laughs> Sports Cards and Nonsense, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. TikTok. Uh, TikTok has taken off quite a bit. And the email, sportscardsnonsense at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys on Friday.
1: Peace.